I spoke to you before about the purpose of life. It is a job screening opportunity. And when you think about it, what is it screening really? Your obedience, your faithfulness, and loyalty. You know, when you think about Adam, the first man, our father, he was born with the Torah on his heart. Torah meaning instructions, the character and the likeness of God. Because God is good, God is holy, God is love, God is light, God is life. So Adam was created out of God as a complete and miniature copy of his characteristics, his image and his likeness. Adam knew the law. He knew the instructions and understood it. Yet, he chose to disobey intentionally and break the law. Now, in Numbers, which is the book of Vamidbar, chapter 15, it says, if an individual sins by mistake, he needs to bring up a sin offering, and the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, will make atonement for him before Adonai. Now, we know that our Kohen Gadol, the high priest, is Yeshua the Messiah, who is currently at the right hand of God, intervening for our behalf, making atonement for us. However, in verse 30, it says, if an individual who sins intentionally, whether citizen or foreigner, is blaspheming the Lord, and that person will be cut off from his people because he has had contempt for the word of Adonai and has disobeyed his command. That person will be cut off completely and his guilt will remain. What does that mean? See, you cannot blaspheme unless you completely understand the law, understand the instruction, you are completely aware of what you are doing, and you choose, nevertheless, to break it. If you do not know the Torah, if it is not written completely on your heart, if you do not know what you're doing, it is not blasphemy. You cannot blaspheme unless you do it intentionally with the knowledge that you are breaking the law. See, Adam knew the Torah. Everything was on his heart. He knew, don't kill, don't steal, don't destroy, love God with all your heart, love your maker, love your neighbor. He knew all of that completely and was aware. He had it on his consciousness. He understood the commandments. He understood the instructions and even quoted it to the serpent. You know, Eve said to the serpent, no, God told us not to eat. So she knew that on the day she ate, she would die. It's not that she didn't know. It's not that Adam did not know and understand the Torah. He just willingly chose to disobey. And that is the unforgivable sin. His guilt will remain. Those who take the name of the Lord in vain will not be cleansed. How do you take the name in vain? You say you know what he wants. You say you know the law. You say you know the Lord. And yet, you do not do what he says. If I wear police uniform and I don't keep the law, I am taking it in vain. I am blaspheming against the police force because by the fact that I wear the uniform, 
it means that I went through the course of training. I know the law, I know the instructions, and I know how a policeman should behave. So if I do not uphold that law, it is blasphemy against the police, of course. Same thing goes with God. Adam had the uniform, he had God's name on him, and he had God's spirit in him, the Shekinah glory. That, was, that is why he was covered with light. See, everyone after Adam could not have blasphemed except they knew the Torah first. If I don't know the law, I cannot blaspheme because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know it is against the law. And even if I read the law first and I don't completely understand it, I cannot blaspheme because I don't know what I'm doing. Like Yeshua told, you know, when he was on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Meaning they still sinned, yes, but it wasn't blasphemy because they did not know he was the Son of God. They did not kill him because he was the Son of God. They killed him because they did not know he was the Son of God and they did not like him because he was taking away their position. So it is very important to remember this and understand in order to blaspheme, you have to have the Torah on your heart first. You have to know it. Now, get this right as well. Just because you have it on your heart doesn't mean that you obey it. It just means that you understand it and that you know it. You still have the choice. God does not take your choice away. Just because you understand the law doesn't mean that you obey it. <laughs> you can understand it and choose to rebel against it, which is what Adam did. See, there is a verse in Luke chapter 13. Yeshua talks to a guy about a tree, and, you know, it's a parable. And he said, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, cut it down. Talking about a tree that did not bear any fruit. See, most of us, I should say almost all of us, do not bear much fruit in this life. Because truth be told, we do not have the Torah on our heart. And the Torah is the tree of life. The Torah is the life. So we cannot bear any fruit unless we first have the seed of life, which is the Torah. How can you bear the fruit if you do not have the seed? So you got to have the Torah on your heart first in order for you to bear the fruit of the Torah, of the Spirit. Which is what Paul says, you know, love, patience, perseverance compassion, all the good stuff, right? God is good. Everything is good is from God. Light, love, life, everything that is good. So if you do not have the Torah, you do not have the life. And Yeshua said in the parable, I will dig around it, leave it one more year. I will fertilize it and cultivate it. If it, it, if it produces fruit, great. If it does not, we'll cut it down. Now think about this. What is the millennial age? It is a second chance. It is a year, a millennial year, which is a thousand years, where Yeshua fertilizes us and cultivates us. He digs around us to protect us from any infiltration. You know, the devil is bound for a thousand years, so he does not deceive you. He does not pluck out the seeds, like the parable of the sower, the seeds that fall down on the side of the road and plucked out by ravens or whatever. It is a thousand years of the Messiah writing Torah on our hearts, teaching us on such a deep level that we will completely 
fully and wholly understand the Word of God. We will understand how to love, what to love, when to love, everything. Everything we need to know about being good. Everything that Adam knew automatically by default when he was created in the likeness of God, we will know. And then, listen to this, much like Adam, we too shall be tested. See, Adam knew the whole Torah, but just because he knew the Torah did not mean that he will obey it and be loyal and faithful to God. See, before we move in with God, before we consummate the marriage, God wants to see if we're loyal, if we listen to him. And as we know the story, Adam did not. Adam was not loyal. He chose to rebel against God and betray him. And much like Adam, that was only tested after he had the Torah on his heart, we too will be tested after we have the Torah on our hearts. Remember, for a thousand years, the devil is bound. Yeshua is teaching Torah. The word of the Lord come out of Zion. The Torah comes out of Jerusalem for a thousand years. So everyone will know. Everyone will understand. But not everyone will choose to follow and obey. Ah, listen to this. Why is the devil released at the end of a thousand years for a short period of time? For the same purpose that the serpent was released and sent to tempt Adam and Eve. You cannot blaspheme unless you know the Torah. And just because you know the Torah does not mean that you obey it and that you love God and follow him. So the serpent, the devil, is released. Why? To tempt all of mankind once again. Not here and now when we do not even know the word of the Lord and we have no chance. You know, this world right now, this life, it's over. You know, here, all you can really hope for is to have a repentant heart and start walking the path. You're not going to get far, but as long as you have a repentant heart, as long as you acknowledge your sins, as long as you are willing to sacrifice, are willing to do the right thing, that's enough. <laughs> God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. If you truly repent, if you truly want to do what is right, you know, God takes into consideration, you have no idea what you're doing. He knows how stupid we really are. We are messed up because we do not have the law. We do not have the Torah on our heart. So how can we keep it? We do not even know it. So God has mercy. Yet at the resurrection, during the thousand years of Yeshua Messiah reigning and teaching us Torah, we all will have the Torah on our hearts and will understand it completely. And now the choice can be finally made whether to obey or blaspheme. And that is why all of us will be tested at the end of that millennium. And we know that many will rise up against Jerusalem and God will burn them up where they stand. Their tongues will melt. They will just, fire will come down from heaven and consume them. And then the devil will be thrown into the lake of fire with the false prophet and all the other rebellious ones right before the time of the great and terrible judgment. See, none of that happens until we all have the Torah on our hearts and we choose whether to obey or blaspheme. It's really that simple. God is so practical. It is amazing. <laughs> and more than that, it is even more amazing how we do not get it. You know, especially people who think they are practical. I've heard it so many times. People say, oh, I don't believe in God, all that mysticism and spirituality. I'm a practical person. 
Well, if you really are a practical person, God makes sense. God is not some Harry Potter, sci-fi, yabba-dabba-doo. God is so practical that if you really dig down, if you really dive into it and understand and study Torah, it will blow your mind just how practical he is. Remember, we are not created by magic. God started, he formed the earth from the inside out, the core, the external layers, everything had to happen in order. Everybody talk about the Ice Age. That's right. The sun was only created on the fourth day of creation. The earth was in the beginning. God created from the inside out, from the, the internal layers to the outward layers. And there was no sun. So the earth froze. He created it and then he froze it. You know, the fire, we always talk about the explosion. Everything was burning, the, the, the burning lava. And then he froze it. And after the earth took its form, he planted all the seeds, but there was no plant yet. We read in chapter 2, there was no plant because there was no water and there was no man to walk the ground. So the plants haven't grew until the sixth day of creation when Adam was formed. So the, the seeds were planted on the third day, but the sun was created on the fourth day after the ice age. And that is when everything else started happening. That is when the water melted. And on the fifth day, God created all the species in the water. It is so practical and makes so much sense that if you really are a rational, reasonable person, you have zero reasons not to believe in God. <laughs> but again, God gets it. He knows that you lack knowledge and understanding, so he's not going to hold that against you. But now that you do know, now that I did tell you, now that you are aware of it, if you still refuse to accept it, acknowledge it, and repent, now he can hold you accountable. See, what the prophets do, we just speak the word of God to convict you. Whether you repent or not, that is between you and God. I don't care. I just speak the word because now you are accountable to it. You heard it and you know it. Accept it or reject it. That's your business. God will judge you. Not me, not Stephen. We don't care. I work for God. See, if I don't do it, I will be accountable. <laughs> but I do it because I love the Lord and I love the work that He has given me because the Torah by itself is life. It is life when you study it, when you read it, and when you teach it. It is always life. Why would you not want life inside of you? Why would you not want to study the Word of God? It is not burdensome, it is not homework, it is not something that wears you down. It is something that lifts you up and fills you with joy. Eternal joy. Not just like a little high when you smoke a little cannabis or shoot some heroin up your vein and then you, you, you're diseased and paranoid and messed up for the rest of your life. No, this is eternal joy that just keeps getting better and better and better for all eternity. If you are a practical person, why on earth would you not want to serve God? It doesn't even make sense. So think about what I said and repent. There is so much at stake you would not even believe. God created us for all eternity. You know how long eternity is? It's forever. Not a million. Not a trillion. Forever. Repent. Love of my life, the Lord is my wife, my God is my friend, and I'm yours till the end. 
You are my rock, my source and my luck. I love you, oh Lord. You my umbilical cord. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. You are my light, my joy and my might. Without you, oh Lord, I'd rather die by the sword. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Hallelujah. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Light of the world, Yeshua is Lord. You were once in the flesh, but forever the world. You are my hope, you my spiritual soap. I love you, my God. Please let me be in your squad. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Hallelujah. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. When you made up the sky, you alone wondered why. The man in your image tries to fight, wants to die. But not so with I, your love I cannot deny. I love you, my God, forever I am your guy. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Hallelujah. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Creator of all, the earth is your bouncing ball. You made every creation from the big to the small. The stars in the sky and the electrons that fly. There is nothing too hard, for you are truly our God. Yeshua, I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. Hallelujah, Yeshua. I love you so. Yeshua, I will never let go. I worship you, Lord, for you deserve an award. There is no one else like you, we were made by your word. Halle, hallelujah. Halle, hallelujah. Halle, hallelujah.
and I will find my strength in the shadow of your wings. Your love, O oh Lord, reaches to heaven. Your faithfulness stretches to the sky.
No, my life will never be the same when I answer you. When I answer you. When you call my name, your love flows. When you call my name. When you call my name, your love flows.